millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Did you realize, White Boy Malcolm X, that this is our 185th episode? It is. Yes, it is. We've been at this now 185 times. And in August, we are wrapping up our third year doing this. Holy crap. Can't believe we've been at this almost three full years now. And I noticed some of you, it probably sounds like we've been at it only about two or three weeks. Probably thinking, what kind of blankety blank, blank, blank amateur hour is this? Yes, I feel your pain. So we better start planning, White Boy Malcolm X. We better get that queen with a clipboard. Get her ass in here. Get her to start planning for our 200th episode. And Summit Mistress, I know you're out there. You've been warned. Our summit mistress, folks, who's been out there listening from our very first show and who hasn't drank herself to death over it. But back on our 100th episode, she sent us a congratulatory message, which we played first thing. And I'm sure we'll get another one in a few months when we hit 200. Maybe possibly. She's weird though. I have to say. She's weird. And the only reason I say that is because she loves Pocket Queen Pete. Him and Justin Buttigieg. That low rank queen from Michigan. She loves it when those two queens stop by the podcast. And I'm sure they're going to want to drop by for that one as well. They'll come over. And I guess so will Megan McCain. So we're going to have a dumpster fire on our hands soon enough. Above and beyond what we normally have. Speaking of the Summit Mistress, though, she sent me something. And before I say anything, White Boy Malcolm X, I do not want to hear that silly queen. So no. Just no. Don't play dumb over there. You know exactly what I'm talking about. And I'll take that damn mixing board away. You can't behave yourself. But there's been this whole fake woman Dylan Mulvaney Bud Light thing, which is horse piss, if you ask me. But I guess Bud Light sent minstrel queen Dylan Mulvaney some horse piss Bud Light or something. 
did that to celebrate Dylan pretending to be a woman for a whole year. You go fake girl. But the summit mistress, she sent me this story and it's from Newsweek. Kid Rock's violent reaction to Bud Light's trans partnership goes viral. So I guess Kid Rock, he got a bit triggered over this, like a lot of people did. And so he took a couple of cases of Bud Light, lined them up, took out some sort of rifle, and shot up the damn beer. Now I get the frustration with this. This fake woman, this pretend woman, Dylan Mulvaney, he's everywhere. Like a lot of transgenders are. Everything, everywhere, all at once. I just think, now I've seen a lot of these videos where people are dumping Bud Light down the sink. Wonder how much that damages the plumbing. But taking a rifle and shooting it up, why would you even waste the bullets? And if you're wondering where all this is coming from, or should I say, who's enabling this behavior, enabling these trans influencers like Dylan here, who I saw, and I cannot believe this, but this fake woman has cleared over a million dollars in endorsement deals just in the last year. But how's this from the New York Post? Elite white women push idea that there's no such thing as gender. And this is by Mary Harrington. And how's this for a poll quote? In writing about why Dylan is everywhere. It's not just misogyny, as the feminists claim. It's also a sex war. One where elite liberal feminists want to convince us our bodies don't matter. And that being a man or a woman really is just about clothes, tastes, and mannerisms. And who do you think, folks, runs Bud Light? An elite white woman. Alyssa Gordon Heinerscheid. I think that's how you pronounce it. And you really should look her up. She looks like the type, maybe possibly, who summers in the Hamptons and spends the whole time going to fancy cocktail parties out there, mocking the hayseeds and rednecks in flyover country who buy her product. That's what she looks like to me. Oh, I can't believe how stupid they all are. And they actually drink that horse piss. <laughs> I guess we'll all see just how stupid they all are when the next sales quarter is up. We'll see who's laughing then. And just a random question, White Boy Malcolm X. I know he's not ginger. But is Sean Mendez, that little Canadian twink, is he releasing a new album or something? Or did he finally stop playing coy? 
stop playing the Canadian version of Harry Peekaboo Styles? Peekaboo, Peekaboo. Who cares? <laughs> That's exactly what I thought you'd say. You're as predictable as they come, princess. No respect for poor Canadian Twinkie Shawn Mendes. And the only reason I'm asking is because he's been like all over my Sirius XM radio the past few days. Every channel I go on, there's some Shawn Mendes song and all his, I guess his big hits, they're from like seven or eight years ago. I don't think that kid's had a hit in like, since like that first batch of songs came out last decade. Back when he was like, literally like a little Twinkie. And there was that whole, what did he say? Something about him not being his authentic self. Went on to social media and said something like that. And that came and went like, like that. Someone on his team was probably like, Sean, for F's sake, get your ass back in the closet. From now on, you're Ricky Martin circa 2000. Get back in the closet. Go hide behind the shoes. Just like Ricky Martin used to do. You can't come out of there until your career is more in the toilet than it is now. Although, I do have to say, way too young for me, but I think he'd make a fine addition to the tribe. Our lovable Star Wars bar of a tribe. If and when he's allowed to come out of the closet. But we'll see. And in the meantime, I get to hear her shrieking all over Sirius XM. So let's just go ahead and jump into things, folks. And this first one is from Axios. Report. Streaming movies feature more diversity than cinematic releases. Is there an industry other than Hollywood that is more obsessed about skin tones and sex organs, maybe academia. But does anyone else go around counting skin tones and sex organs more than Hollywood? And this is a two-part question, folks. And after they count all the skin tones and sex organs, does anyone clutch the pearls more about what they find? get as hysterical as they do in Hollywood when the data shows how unwoke they are, especially when they sanctimoniously run around, call everyone else racist and bigots. And the data here comes from UCLA's Hollywood Diversity Report. I bet that's a fun read which showed that streaming services offered more diversity than did cinematic releases. And guess who's the most screwed out of the BIPOC folk on this? At least this year. 
Hispanics. That's Latinx for all you snooty white liberals out there. And this will make Bradley Riches happy. And if you're out there thinking, Bradley who? Exactly. We had a story about Princess Bradley last week. This past Monday. He's on. Well, he will be on. This upcoming season of Heartstopper. Season two of that show. That little gay Netflix show. And Bradley is autistic. And he's like that other joker on the show. Bisexual Kit Connor. Beefy teenager Kit Connor. The two of them. They're both screaming about needing more representation. Which is basically just. It's the two of them demanding more acting gigs. That's all that is. But with his story, the woke clowns over at UCLA, they didn't just count skin tones and sex organs this time, but they also, and for the first time, they also looked at actors with disabilities. And they found, not surprisingly, that they are severely underrepresented. While 26% of the population has a disability, only two lead actors, or 2.3% of lead actors last year, only two of them in theatrical releases had a physical or hearing disability, which to me is like, does anyone really care about actors having a disability or characters having a disability? I mean, if you're out there and you're disabled, do you really get butt hurt if you don't see someone, I guess in a wheelchair, see someone like that on screen? Is anyone really like, oh, I really wanted to like that new Top Gun movie, even if I hate Tom Cruise, but without a disabled character to represent me, because it's all about me, meh. It was okay. Other than, well, Bradley Riches bemoaning a lack of autistic characters. Other than bisexual Kit Connor bemoaning a lack of bisexual characters. Like anyone cares about bisexuals. But other than those two self-serving clowns and maybe a few hysterical liberals with nothing better to complain about. Is anyone anywhere bitching about any of that? No. It's just another first world white people problem to bitch about. I just can't imagine going through life with that chip on your shoulder, bemoaning the fact that what's in a movie, what's up on screen, isn't a perfect representation of society. We're taking UCLA's Hollywood Diversity Report and trying to force the entire industry to have some sort of Potemkin village just to check off a couple diversity boxes. And that's why I call them fake liberals out there in Hollywood. A lot of them anyway. Because for all their virtue signaling, For all the genuflecting 
to show how down for the struggle they are. At the end of the day, it's all about the Benjamins. Oh, sure. They'll toss in a token character or two just for the visual. But at the end of the day, it's all about whatever it takes to put butts in the seat. Make their return on investment. So again, it's all about the Benjamins. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. From Ann Coulter, Transgender Nation. Now, I don't usually cover opinion columns, but this one by Ann Coulter, I just found it fascinating. Well, this poll quote I'm about to read, that's what I found most interesting. And before we begin, I just wanted to find one term that will pop up right away, and that's Lysenkoism. And that is any deliberate distortion of scientific facts or theories for purposes that are deemed politically or socially desirable. Yeah. Welcome to 2023. Welcome to a point in time run by our new gender identity overlords. But here's the poll quote from this Ann Coulter column. In a form of modern Lysenkoism, young transgenders overwhelmingly come from homes with signs that say, in this house, we believe. Black lives matter. Women's rights are human rights. No human is illegal. Science is real. Love is love. Kindness is everything. Specifically, a study of adolescent and young adult transgenders found that the adults in the home who identify as parents were 91.4% white, 70.9% had a bachelor's degree or higher, and 85.9% favored gay marriage. Parent respondents were 91.7% female. This is a weirdly specific profile. Only about a third of Americans have BAs. A third of the population is white and female. 
and about a third supported gay marriage until it was made a capital offense to oppose it, changing even Barack Obama's mind. How many other biological conditions are correlated with political ideology? When I read that, I was like, holy crap, damn, she nailed it. And this reminds me of a tweet I saw. It was back a couple weeks ago, and it had to do with, now there's Munchausen syndrome by proxy, which is a psychological disorder, like we don't have enough of those already, and that is marked by attention-seeking behavior by a caregiver, by seeking medical help for exaggerated or made-up symptoms of a child in their care. And that is primarily done by the mothers. But this tweet I saw, and to give credit here, it was from Gays Against Groomers. They had the phrase, Tranhausen by proxy, where these kids come out, little Susie runs to mommy, and she's like, Oh, mommy, I think I'm actually a little boy. So you need to call me Tommy. And what does mommy do? Instead of just giving the kid the eye, you know the look, folks. The one your parents give you when you're talking crazy. They don't even have to say anything. You go to your parents. Oh, mom and dad, now that I'm 16 and have my driver's license, will you buy me a Ferrari? Even a white boy Malcolm X's home, where mommy and daddy could have bought him that Ferrari. Even a snob of a mother, his cold, distant father, they would have just given him the stink eye. They don't even have to say anything. That look, all on its own, it says, no way, kiddo. Now get the hell out of my face. But the Tranhausen by proxy mom, when Susie goes to her and demands to be known as Tommy, what does she do? Doesn't give the kid the eye. Doesn't shut it down for the crazy that it is. No. She takes her shopping for whatever the hell boys wear these days. Forces everyone in their social circle to bend reality and pretend that Susie is Tommy. And at some point, the trans housing by proxy mom will take Susie to get some gender-affirming care. Let some quack doctor start pumping the kid full of hormones, maybe even get top surgery, so then Susie can go up onto TikTok show everyone her surgery scars that her woke trans housing by proxy mom paid for. Which ties nicely to that other column we just talked about. The one from the New York Post. Elite white women push idea that there's no such thing as gender. Because I'm willing to bet we're talking about the same group of white women here. Liberal white women. These trans housing by proxy moms 
and these elite white women, like that clown running Bud Light, Alyssa Gordon Heinerscheid, the Venn diagram of those two groups, that's got to be almost perfectly aligned. Yes, but of course it would be. From law and crime, a predator, a stalker, and a pedophile. Oklahoma teacher accused of soliciting sex from at least 10 students using social media apps. Well, well, well. Not only do you ladies never learn, but some of you, you're not just doubling or tripling down on this crazy. You're upping your game tenfold. You're not happy with just one anymore. When you start to, ah, yeah, that fresh teacher bait, seduce that fresh teacher bait, make sweet, sweet love to that fresh teacher bait, one just isn't enough. You don't try to hand out free orgasms to just one pimply-faced teenage boy. No. You want to hand them out all over the place. Free orgasms for everyone. But ladies, seriously, please listen to me this time. Never, ever, ever, ever get a boy to do a man's job. Remember, ladies, more Sebastian Stan, more Matt Loria, more Dan Reynolds and his sweaty abs, less little Timmy with two chest hairs. And the multitasking teacher in this story, her name is Serena Kador. She is 43 and is, or maybe by now was, a home economics teacher at McLeod High School, and that's in McLeod, Oklahoma. That's just outside Oklahoma City. And Serena here, she got charged with multiple felonies for having inappropriate, you can say that again, inappropriate sexual conversations with at least 10, 10 Male students between the ages of 14 and 18, that and sending and requesting nude photographs from at least three of them. And here's the kicker. At least two of the boys had previously dated her teenage daughter. So I guess her daughter, she brings some boy home and there's mom Mom's undressing that kid with her eyes. Mmm. Now that's some fresh teacher bait. Actually, I take that back. That wasn't the kicker. Her cruising her own daughter's boyfriends. It may be a kicker, but it's not the kicker. The most interesting part of this story is that for all the work that Serena here put into this, and I assume, not that I would know, folks, but I assume that's got to be a lot of work trying to bang 10 boys. 
Now, some of you queens out there, some of you grinder queens out there, like my whore friend in New York, you're constantly out there trying to get banged by half the guys in town and you know who you are. So I'm sure you know what it's like trying to keep the the man meat pipeline full. What? Yes, white boy Malcolm X. The man meat pipeline. For you that be like if you went over to Dublin, went over to visit Ginger Island with you wanting to bang every ginger around. And there are a lot of gingers on Ginger Island. You'd have to queue them up. That's the man meat pipeline. Or for you, the ginger man meat pipeline. You slut. But anyway, getting back to this one. For all the work that she put into it, again, gotta be a lot of work. But for all that work, she could not close the deal with any of those boys. Not one free orgasm was ever given. She got all the felonies anyway, just couldn't close the deal. Not once. And a teenage boy will bang just about anything. You offer a teenage boy a free orgasm, he's down for it. He doesn't care who it comes from. But not from her. No thank you. So it tells you something about her. And for our last story, folks, it's from the New York Post. Princess Colin Kaepernick. I had trouble calling my white parents out when they were being problematic. And Princess Colin still sits around, still wonders why no one wants him to quarterback for their team. Even if he's a halfway decent quarterback, which is still debatable. No one really wants to touch him with a 10-foot pole. Now, I know he likes to scream about it being because of racism. Poor Princess Colin here. Yet another victim of white supremacy, white power, white fragility, white this, white that, blah, 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 blah. Systemic racism. But the guy trashes his own parents in public. Multiple times, trashes his adopted parents in public. If he'll do that to his own parents, what the hell do you think he's going to do to a teammate who dissed him? The guy is just another navel-gazing narcissist, blames everyone else for his problems, which are just toxic traits in a team environment. You can't have a high-performing team if you've got people where it's all about them. And let's be honest, folks, what he's doing here, much like speaking a navel-gazing narcissist, much like Prince Harry Ginger and Paris Abortion Hilton, This is all about selling books for Benjamins. That's all this is. 
publicly calling his parents racist to sell books. And he had the nerve to tweet out. Get this, folks. It was important for me to share my story so that others who have had similar experiences would feel recognized and affirmed. So not only did he stick the knife in their back, but then he twisted it and twisted it good and hard too. So you white liberals out there with your virtue signaling and your white shame, next time you start thinking, oh, let's adopt a black kid to show how progressive we are. Now I get the virtue signaling. I get the white shame you all feel. It's just part of who you are. But this, having your ungrateful brat of a son or daughter turn around, go out in public, and scream about you being a racist, this is what your future, maybe possibly, is going to look like you managed to adopt yourself another Princess Colin and you still wind up doing it, you have fun with that. So on that note, since I cannot top, this silly woke clown, Princess Colin, trashing his parents again in public, even if everyone knows it's just to sell more of his stupid books, Since I cannot top that, it is time to plug pull this podcast. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us on this weekend edition of the Miller Frost Podcast. I am your host, Miller Frost, joined as always by my fake black friend, white boy Malcolm X. Have a great rest of your weekend, a good start to your week. And we'll see you back here in a couple of days. In the meantime, take care.